This is Carter Malloy. I'm the founder and CEO of AcreTrader, and you're listening to the Arkansas Inc. Podcast. Welcome to the Arkansas Inc. Podcast. This is Clark Cogbill. I serve as Director of Marketing and Communications for the Arkansas Department of Commerce. On this podcast, we love to share Arkansas business success stories. And today we've got a very intriguing guest with a unique business success story. Our guest today is Carter Malloy. He's the founder and CEO of AcreTrader, based in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Carter grew up in an Arkansas farming family and has had a lifelong passion for agriculture and investing. Before founding AcreTrader, he spent five years as part of the founding team of a successful global equity investment firm. He was previously a managing director with Stevens Inc., one of the nation's largest family-owned financial services firms based in Little Rock, Arkansas, where he was an equity research analyst focused on the data and analytics and property technology sectors. Prior to Stevens, he owned businesses focused on internet marketing and sustainable fuel technologies. He is a graduate of the University of Arkansas with a bachelor's degree in physics. In 2018, Carter founded AcreTrader, a land investment and technology company that empowers its customers to buy and sell land smarter through advanced technology, data, and expertise. Since its founding, AcreTrader has broadened access to research, buy, sell, and invest in land for thousands of investors, registered investment advisors, farmers, and landowners across the U.S. and Australia. I really like the way it's described on the AcreTrader website at acretrader.com, where it says simply, Farmland Investing Simplified. Carter Malloy, welcome to the Arkansas Inc. podcast. Thanks, Clark. Happy to be here. Well, Carter, uh, you know, the origin story of AcreTrader really begins with you growing up on a farm. So I'd love for you to tell us about that experience and how it really influenced uh, your future endeavors. Yeah, and to to be explicit, I, I grew up uh, with the farm being the place that I loved to go. I, I my uh, family or my parents separated at a very young age, and so I actually spent most of my childhood growing up in Little Rock. So I was from the big city, um, but I uh, spent all of my my free time and weekends out out uh, on the family farm uh, near Stuttgart. So, so but between the two, I uh, just grew up around farmland. Always loved and appreciated the farm and, and having that sense of place. Uh, being there uh, in Ulm and Stuttgart and Humphrey, and love love that part of the world, and I'm really lucky to today have that uh, be be an important part of my career to be working in the world of farmland and working with farmers every day. And what kind of uh, crops uh, were grown on that family farm? We grew at the time we had a little more cotton. Today it's more so rice and some soybeans and some corn. Okay, so the farm's still with the family. That's correct. All right, great. Well, give us the behind-the-scenes story of AcreTrader, and you know what's the origin story there, and what what led you to launch the company? I spent a dozen years working in the world of, of uh, professional equity investing, and I absolutely loved it. It was a really fun phase of my career, getting to study companies and trying to understand and dissect uh, businesses and a particular technology companies. In, in the background, I'd been uh, buying and selling uh, land or, or farmland. Some of that with with my dad and, and just like absolutely loved it. It's just super fun to have this physical asset that produces something yeah. uh, as part of an investment strategy and to get to work with folks in rural America and, and work work in, in the world of farming and with farmland. So uh, really it came down to a conversation between my dad and I in 2017 where 
he was talking about investing in Bitcoin. I was making fun of him and uh, using explicitives even to insult him. Uh, whoops, <laughs> right? I think I think it was like six hundred dollars or eight hundred dollars or something. So yeah, uh, terrible, terrible advice on my part to <laughs> to my dad. To which he responded, "Man, I, I sure wish we could find a way to." securitize farmland and make it more accessible for more people. And so, if anything, the, the actual kernel of, of this business uh, came came from my, my dad rather than myself. So, been very happily working uh, along that same theme since since that moment in time. So, really, the idea came from your dad. You, you had some experience in the investment world. And did you see this as just an opportunity that uh, people weren't taking advantage of? Yeah, I think what what I saw was here, here's this monstrous asset class, right? It's right three or four trillion dollars of farmland in the United States. Like we're we're not talking uh, you know small farms that we we may go to on the weekends. When you zoom out, and you look at the entire U.S. It's it's an absolutely monstrous industry, and and one with with um, you know real issues of capital access, real issues of the aging farmer and ability to expand operations and. Uh, capital formation, right? Just just having yeah. uh, investment dollars in rural America be available to the farmers. In, inversely, for folks that want to uh, have exposure to farmland, want, want to invest in those farmers and want to own a piece of rural America, it's really, really difficult uh, to play a part in that story. So that that's really what presents the business opportunity for us is that we're working in a, when we think about the world of land transactions, of which there's 100 billion or so, uh, upwards of 100 billion every year in the U.S., the, the, where farmland trades hands either way, can we come into that market and provide value, provide value to the farmer uh, or, or the family or the person that's selling the land, and likewise provide value to folks interested in investing in that. And, and that's really the genesis of what we do, is try to, try to create winning outcomes for folks involved in farmland transactions and really, really excited to be where we are today on that journey. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit more. Talk to us about the impact Acre Trader has on farmers. If, if I'm a farmer, why is this potentially helpful to me? Yeah, and I, I think we, as, as if you look at our website, right, it's all about investing. It's all about helping the investors put, put right. dollars in because the, the, but we're a two-sided marketplace, right? So there, there's yeah. investing and there's dollars and that, that requires real marketing and scale uh, as, a, as a business to find investment dollars. The other side of that marketplace is the farmers and uh, the families we work with throughout the U.S. and in Australia, as you mentioned. And that's far more of a relationship business, right? That's that's really important that we have one-on-one -on -one relationships with the folks we're working with there. We have today about a, a thousand qualified, what we would call a qualified farmer throughout the U.S. As an example, that, that's of tens of thousands we've spoken with, but about a thousand we say, all right, you, you fit the profile of who we're wanting to look, wanting to work with, which is a a farmer that's got real, uh, real years of farming left and interested in growing their business. As you can imagine many farmers want to grow their business. They've got some expensive machinery. They've got a, uh, often a payroll and a staff. Uh, you know, they've got economies of scale, and the more that more seed they buy, the better deal they may get. As, as an example, so the farmers we work with are, are business people uh, first and foremost through, throughout the U.S. What we provide is a different way for them to grow their, their operation. It's hard to find land, and it's even harder to, to buy that land. You go to the, the bank, you get, uh, say it's a $3 million piece of property, the farmer may have to put up a million and a half dollars. I don't know about you, but not a whole lot of folks I know got a million and a half dollars just laying around. So we come in and partner with that farmer 
to help them acquire land and grow their business on. Okay, got it. So if a farmer, uh, take a farmer that, that you know, has a farm um, that anywhere in the U.S. or Australia for that matter, working with Acre Trader is that essentially, could you compare that to somebody launching an IPO essentially saying, okay, like a company offering shares of its company to the public, is that kind of what's happening with a farmer offering chunks of farmland to uh, private investors? I think that's a pretty fair description, right? In that each farm goes into a unique vehicle, a, a limited liability company, effectively, right? So you're you're putting each farm into into this what we call a special purpose vehicle okay. that the investors can then own a portion of. So from from the farmer's side, that's exactly right. They can be part of that vehicle. They can have financial upside attached to that in, in cases. And for the investors, rather than going and buying a $3 million farm, they can invest you know, as little as ten, twenty thousand $20,000 into that vehicle. So it really opens opens up that market for a much broader audience. That, that's right. That's If we think thematically about our goals as a company, it's to bring transparency and liquidity and, and access to this market. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think if we continue to do so in a way that provides winning outcomes for the farmers and the investors we work with, then we expect we'll continue to, to build a big business along the way. Yeah. And I'm going to come back to that uh, farmland as an asset class, but uh, I want to talk to you about uh, your feelings about land on the Acre Trader website under what drives us. It reads, land is our passion. Uh, you know, obviously, um, it's this is not just a business idea for you. You feel passionate about land. Can you please talk about why you feel so strongly about land and making it more accessible? Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, look, we all have differing feelings about different things and things that we we love for a perfectly good reason or a perfectly uh, not good reason. doesn't really matter, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And, and for me personally, I look, I, I think most people feel the same way. We're, we're invigorated by wide open spaces, that, that connection with uh, the place you are or a sense of place. And, and for me, that's, uh, manifests itself on a on a specific farm in Humphrey, Arkansas, uh, where where for me it's just this uh, really wonderful feeling to to be out and have a sense of place like that. So I think for us as a business, if we can provide that opportunity for more people, that's a lot of fun. And yeah. along the way, you know, we can also uh, adhere to a collective mission of of being good stewards of land. Uh, and, and you know, being being good stewards of relationships with with capital and with farmers uh, throughout our country. Well, that's great. It, it certainly is uh, a blessing when you know what you do for your business is something that you're very passionate about, and that's that's clear. Um, okay, so behind the scenes at Acre Trader, um, how does Acre Trader do what it does? I mean, like how how do you? Um, make farmland available to buy through your website? How does that work? So I, I mentioned a little bit of this earlier, but to, to simplify what we do, uh, an individual farm. So let's let's take 160 acres in Illinois. Uh, that farm yep. would go into a specific LLC or a limited liability company. So then we take that LLC and put it on a website, on our, our website at acretrader.com. And the individual investor can own a piece of that. So they, they can come in, and, again, rather than buying a, a multi-million dollar asset, 
they can come in and invest, say, $20,000 and own a, a, a portion of that LLC. What that gets them is, is the potential to earn upside in a few ways. One of those is they, they can earn income, so the farmer can pay rent or will do a revenue share or, or profit share, depending on uh, the lease structure of that particular offering. So the investor can make, can make money through income, and they can mm-hmm. also make money through potential appreciation. So that, that farm can go up in value over time, and the investor can make money when that, when that farm is sold. That combined, that, that income plus appreciation, has been about an 11% return over the last several decades. This isn't, oh my gosh, I'm going to go get rich. Uh, and we really like that. We, we like that this is a, a boring, straightforward asset that has shown <laughs> a relatively consistent appreciation and income characteristics compared to most major asset classes. So we were after very simple, simple, slow and steady compounding as, yeah. as investors and as a company. Uh, you know, does it, there, there's no guarantees in life that mean you're always going to get that. But I think what's fascinating about farmland is you rarely hear somebody say, look, I doubled my money last year in farmland, but you also rarely hear them say, I lost all my money in farmland. Yeah, right. Well, that, that's a perfect lead into my next question. Uh, one of the things, one of the really interesting things, I think, on the AcreTrader website is this interactive graph that tracks the cumulative returns of major asset classes indexed to 1990. And it's interactive. Uh, you can see um, the, the value of different asset classes over time, including the S&P 500, gold, U.S. government bonds, and other assets, including farmland. And it, you know, it's very clear. Farmland performs very well over that time period. And to me, it also seems, Carter, to be one of the more stable assets, which is what you've just talked about. Um, I, I, you know, and sometimes it's like, well, look at the data. The data tells a story, and you can interpret it, interpret what that story is. It it seems like farmland is kind of a hidden gem when it comes to investing. How would you characterize it? I, I think you've just said something really important, which is look at the data, right? I think, yeah, yeah. And, and of course, history is no guarantee of, of future results. To to be explicit there, but at the end of the day, like. But look, I'm emotionally invested. I, I love what I do, and I love getting to work with the folks that, that I work with. But over time, uh, you know, the, the love language of, of finance is numbers, right? So right. Make, making sure that investors un- understand what they're getting into, what the what the risks and rewards are, and what what the historical performance has been like. And I think you've hit on some important points there, which is that really our investors are attracted to the potential for slow and steady compounding of wealth. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like Bitcoin, but the opposite. But <laughs> you know, what, what we're really after is like some, something very simple, tangible and understandable. Yeah. It produces, you know, it, it produces something that we all need. We, we grow food, fuel and fiber on, on us farmland. And yeah. there are more and more people in the world and there's less and less farmland to grow that for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the data is there. For people to interpret, so I love that. I love that interactive graph, and it sure does look like a very stable, growing uh, asset class over that time period. Um, you've had some recent expansions. Uh, Acre Trader is evolving. You launched something called Acres, and uh, you've become a broker dealer. Um, can you explain uh, what these are, what what Acres is, and uh, why these were strategic moves for your company? I think if we're if we're to boil down what what 
makes us different, right? What's special mm-hmm. about our company? There's there's plenty of ways to go out there and learn about farmland, and and you know there's even growing ways for for people to actually go and make investments. So when I when I try to boil down what what makes us special or what makes us different, it's fairly straightforward in, in my own mind or my own opinion, and, th- and that is sourcing and diligence. Uh, so, so first speaking to sourcing, that, that means going out and finding land. Uh, that broker-dealer license allows us to do uh, quite a bit more there in, in partnership with farmers, and that, that's the, the key asterisk there, yeah. asterisks, um, is that we, we, we ultimately, through, through that broker-dealer, which is like, to say it is a major headache uh, has, would, would be a, a dramatic understatement of, of the regulatory requirements to own and operate a broker-dealer, but we feel strongly about doing so. One, like very simply, we want to be compliant. Right. And two is it, it gives us a wider range of opportunities to work alongside farmers to help help them build their business plan, to help them go out and raise capital and pay success-based pricing. So the, the broker-dealer or BD uh, really helps us in, in that regard, in, in the world of sourcing. Acres, which which lives at acres.com, is our land research platform we, we built for diligence. Uh, if you're going to go out and try to understand the value of a piece of land, it's like hard, like really, really hard. <laughs> and, you know, my, my dad owns a little bit of farmland. He's like, hey, dad, what's, what's your, this asset worth that's so important to you? And he can tell you pretty well what it's worth, plus or minus 25%. And, and that's the the market we, we work in. So I, I mentioned earlier this themes these themes of uh, transparency and, and access and liquidity. These this, the broker dealer drives us uh, specifically at uh, bringing liquidity and access. And Acres.com, this tool that again we built for ourselves. It's to to try to avoid a bunch of data science buzzwords. It's a it's a place to find information to help you value land. So lots of different mapping layers, comp sales. And, and really, really great depth of information to understand land and to provide transparency within that market. So that, that's the, the whole point of Acres is we, we took this tool that a, a large team of engineers and data scientists had built for us internally, said, hey, let's, let's give away a lot of this functionality to the market for free and, and help bring more transparency to this market. And, and look, like we're not pure altruists. Like we, we want pe- folks to see that and say, hey, we want to we work with AcreTrader because they uh, they, they're helping us and uh, yeah. you know, they can help us get a fair shake. Uh, that's really smart. You built it for yourselves uh, to make life a little bit easier. And you thought, hey, this can be part of our business model. This can be something that um, uh, is valuable information for the public that uh, expands our customer base. You got it. All right. You know, you're a growing business. I Recently, we had the opportunity to visit with you uh, in Fayetteville, uh, the Acre Trader offices, uh, uh, very slick on the square there in Fayetteville. Um, got a techie feel. Um, we enjoyed our time with you uh, recently. Thank you for letting us come in and, and visit with you. How has Arkansas-based venture capital helped you grow AcreTrader? We, we were fortunate as a business that uh, I and, and several of us here had existing relationships around the technology and investing ecosystem. So that, that certainly helped in the early days to attract those investment dollars, uh, that, what you call angel investing. Uh, Arkansas Economic, uh, AEDC, sorry, was, was helpful for us in that specific early phase of raising capital as well. 
So we are we are very uh, appreciative and, and proud of the, the uh, support that, that our state and people within our state uh, provided to us. As we've grown in later stages of investing, what, what's fascinating is it's actually become a thesis for a lot of venture capital firms to invest in what they would call flyover states, right? Uh, us here in the middle of the country. And uh, th there's a lot of folks going out and explicitly looking only in the middle of the country. So i give you an example. Uh, uh, Steve Case, he was the founder of AOL. Yeah. AOL, yeah. And uh, has, a, has a fund, Revolution's Rise of the Rest Fund. And, and the entire investment thesis of Rise of the Rest is the next great companies are going to be born in the heartland and, and not necessarily on the coast. Yes. So they are an investor in our business. They're an investor in lots of businesses, uh, you know, fast-growing technology businesses throughout the country in the middle of it uh, that, that look like us. So it, it's really cool and encouraging to see more and more growth of, of that type of venture capital. And, and there's a number of firms, a number that are invested directly with us, uh, including Naria Capital, Drive Capital, uh, that, that are similar in that approach. And it's just, it's, it's really, really exciting to think about where we are headed as, as Arkansas, as Northwest Arkansas, and, and regionally as well, in, in that I think the, the middle of the country will garner more and more, appropriately garner more and more attention for, for growth equity and, and venture capital. It is promising, and we're very excited about it. You know, you you could run this company from from anywhere. Um, you were very intentional about starting and running Acre Trader in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Uh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe you were uh, in California, uh, and you decided to come back home to Fayetteville to uh, start this start this business. Um, why did you make that decision? To put it simply, because I like it here. <laughs> like, you know, I can, I'll, I'll build a business case in a moment, but I, I came to college here in 99 yeah. and I, I just love this place. I've, my wife and I met here. We've always had an affinity uh, for the place. And you're exactly right. I was in San Francisco and my friends thought I was insane that I was moving from SF to Arkansas to start a technology company. Uh, but I, I think, you know, beyond the, the emotional, like, look, I'm, this is this is just where I my happy place and what place I want to raise children, and and you know my wife and I couldn't couldn't love it more living here today. the The reality is there's there's strong rationale to build a business here, and, and it was part of the thesis as well for us. Uh, there's great talent, a lot of really uh, amazing folks here, and and uh, you know earlier and mid, mid middle of their careers that want to want to work at growth oriented businesses. And uh, that this is a, a relatively inexpensive place to, to do business. Our, our rent is probably a quarter of what it would be in San Francisco. So wow. we, we are proud to call Arkansas home. And uh, um, uh, there's never been a day of regret of, of building a business here versus somewhere else. You mentioned talent. Uh, well, first of all, we're certainly glad that you decided to start this business in, in Arkansas. You mentioned talent earlier. Uh, You've been able to find and recruit the talent you need. Um, do you find a good portion of that talent in the state, in the area? As a general statement, yes. Uh, the, the reality is, is the, the folks available for work in, in this region in particular, Northwest Arkansas, but it, it, there, there's some incredible, incredible talent here. And so we've hired a lot locally, uh, but we have to also be cognizant of look the the entire MSA metropolitan statistical area something right. uh, 
a little, little north of like half a million people. That's not a whole lot of people. Yeah. And so for some specialized jobs, uh, there there may only be two people in the whole area that do that. So we, we have moved people here from Austin, Dallas, Boulder, uh, Maryland, New York, Seattle. Uh, so been plenty of other places. So I, I love that we've been able to also bring uh, some, some incredibly talented folks to, to work here. Some of those folks uh, no longer work at EcoTrader, but they've stayed in the region. And so we're, we're pumped, like pumped that people move their families here. They fall in love and they, they stay and they help us to, to grow and to build further. Yeah. I love that. I, you know, I don't know what your remote work policy is, but it sounds like you're not talking about hiring somebody in Boulder and they're always going to work remote from Boulder. Some of those examples you just mentioned, they're moving to Fayetteville to work for Acre Trader, right? That's correct. We, we've got to call it a special handful of situations where folks are remote, but we uh, maybe we're old school, but we really like being together and being able to have that in-office osmosis and challenge each other constantly uh, yeah. in, in this environment. Yeah. Again, being in your office uh, for part of a day recently, I, I could just feel that vibe, uh, the energy in your office. Uh, it's a, definitely a, a cool place to, to be. All right. Hey. You know, um, something I hear when I talk to people in different industries in Arkansas, big companies, small companies, uh, all across the state, uh, I think one of the one of the real advantages of doing business in, in Arkansas is this collaborative culture, kind of a spirit of people uh, and their willingness to work together. Have you seen that? Have you seen um, a collaborative spirit in Northwest Arkansas with the entrepreneurial community, with the tech community? What does that look like? I, it, it's, it's been amazing to, to, be, <laughs> uh, to be direct. Like, look, do I do I wish there were more angel investors here? Yes. Do I wish there were more startups here? Yes. And I, I think I'll for, all, for always feel that way. But but to zoom out and think about the amount of help we've had along the way that where we would not be here without it uh, is is incredible. And you know, to to be specific, there, uh, startup junkie here in Fayetteville has been really yep. helpful for our journey. And then we've had like. Like literally dozens of people uh, act as advisors to to me, to our business, to other people that work here, and and folks just coming to like help out, not not because they uh, not because they're here to scrape dollars out of us, but because they genuinely care. So I, I think it is our responsibility as a business and as people to return that favor within our community, and and we we absolutely do, and we'll continue to try to because this is it, it's been really really cool uh, the the amount of amount of love we've gotten around this place. That's really great to hear. And I think it is a unique uh, thing to Arkansas. I, you know, I don't think you get that everywhere. And again, it's something we consistently hear um, because I know, you know, your business is thriving today, but I know those, those early days, um, th those can be challenging. And I know, uh, I know that startup junkie team and they're, they're very helpful on the ground with uh, somebody who, has a very early stage business or even just an idea. So to get that support early on, not only from somebody like Startup Junkie, but from uh, other business leaders in the area, I'm sure is uh, vitally important. Yeah, I, I think so. And look, it, it speaks to our culture as a state and having spent too much of my life on airplanes and other cities and places, <laughs> I, I think that sets us apart and I try to 
or folks ask me why I like living in Arkansas. You walk down the street in any major city, and everybody's got their heads down, and you, know, you, you definitely don't make eye contact, right? <laughs> uh, maybe some folks open the doors. Yeah. Walk along the street uh, in, in Fayetteville or Little Rock or Stuttgart, or you, you pick your place, and people make eye contact, they smile at you, they wave at you, and it's just a, it's a friendly, wonderful place to live. So I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled we're here building a business, and I couldn't be more proud of, of the folks I work with and the amount of support we've received from our community. Great to hear. All right, Carter, uh, a few uh, final questions for you. If you weren't running Acre Trader, what do you think you'd be doing? Working. I, I enjoy working and, and hanging with my children. That's, that's my two priorities. Uh, you know, give me any job in the world, uh, professional musician and, and producer. I think that would be a ton of fun. At the same time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you play a musical instrument? I do. I, I, play, I try to play music every day in my life. It's a, it's a fun, creative outlet, so... Uh, play play a number of different instruments depending on the the day of the week and what uh, what our kids want to want to do as well. All right, if you had to pick a favorite restaurant in Arkansas, which one would you choose? Hmm, Atlas. It's a it's a two blocks from where I sit right now in Fayetteville, and I'm just absolutely in love with it. I mean, it's a it's a a, a fancier place, uh, but it's it's just awesome. If if I'm looking for a steak, that's an easy one. That's Doe's. Ate there last night. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got we got a doze here in Little Rock. Oh yeah. My my parents got engaged in the original Mississippi doze in the kitchen. I kid you not. Wow, that's fantastic. If someone was to find themselves in Fayetteville and uh, at Atlas at the Atlas restaurant, what what do you recommend? I it doesn't matter. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Like like they 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 really really put out some great dishes. So. Uh, just an, it's an, and again, it's a, it's like a fine dining kind of place, but man, they, they do an awesome job. Uh, so uh, actually I'm going to go the opposite of the spectrum for a moment and say, uh, Wright's barbecue in Johnson is, okay. is the best barbecue in the state. And I'm willing to fight if somebody disagrees with me. That is passion. That is passion right here. Uh, <laughs> and it's note, it's noteworthy that the podcast is not sponsored by Atlas or Wright's barbecue, but <laughs> I just like to talk about good places to eat around the state, and we've got a lot of them. There's so many wonderful places uh, in, in Arkansas. If you were going to pick like a weekend destination, uh, you could go anywhere in the state. Where would you go? Oh, man, our family's farm 10 out of 10 times. So Humphrey, um, Arkansas is where I would hang out. All right. All right. You heard it here. Well, I've been talking today with Carter Malloy, founder and CEO of Acre Trader. Carter, Thank you so much for spending time with us today on the Arkansas Inc. podcast. Thank you, Clark. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to the Arkansas Inc. podcast. This is Clark Cogbill, Director of Marketing and Communications at the Arkansas Department of Commerce. You can subscribe to the Arkansas Inc. podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and other podcast apps. For more information about the Arkansas Economic Development Commission and to sign up for our monthly newsletter, visit ArkansasEDC.com and connect with us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Thanks as always for tuning in.